Hello, Minnesota boxing fans, and welcome to another episode of the Minnesota Fight Night podcast. I'm Brian Johnson, and my co-host is Sean Strauss. I'm flying solo for this episode, but Sean will be rejoining us soon. In this belated St. Patrick's Day episode of the podcast, we catch up with Minnesota Hall of Fame boxer Irish Danny Morgan. A native of Minneapolis, Morgan bobbed and weaved his way to an outstanding pro record of 40 wins and 4 losses, a run that included two world title challenges and matches across the globe. In 1993, he fought before 130,000 people in Mexico City as part of a stacked card that included four world title fights. In the following interview, Morgan talks about his storied boxing career, his famous fighting family, and much more. I hope you enjoy the episode. Really pleased to be joined by Irish Danny Morgan, Minnesota Boxing Hall of Famer. We're here at uh, Trax Bar and Grill in St. Paul. Um, talking to you, we're going to talk some boxing and uh, talk about your career, man. Danny, thanks for joining me on the podcast. Yeah. I know, unfortunately, Sean Strauss can't be here today. He had uh, some other things going, but uh, he, he sends his... Uh, Wishes he could be here, but uh, yeah. we'll we'll have to get together again sometime a, when yeah. when Sean can join us. But uh, man, thanks for thanks for yeah. uh, for doing the interview. And um, how have you been? You can take a better shot anyway than Sean. Oh, <laughs> right? Come on, go right back. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. No, I've been all right. I just retired work. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Congrats on that. And it's been kind of a good. Good for me. I don't know. I got a lot of stuff to get, I can do, and I can stay in shape and everything. I've been running and stuff, so I'm all right, you know. Good, good. But, uh, the, you know, I understand that people can get kind of bored with some of the stuff. You know, you, get, you know it's like yesterday I went to the paper. They went and grabbed the paper, right, you know, just in the corner here in St. Paul. And, yeah. And I come back home, and I see yesterday's paper you know <laughs> go back to the gas station hey yeah well yeah sometimes that happens and uh mostly uh, a lot of bad news about stuff going on in uh yeah. europe and with the war and everything so yeah. uh maybe it's just as well not to have to read about that so much <laughs> but um hey i wanted to talk to you about um your boxing career, yeah. 40 wins and four losses as a professional, uh, just an outstanding career. You're from Minneapolis, right? Yeah. And uh, I know you're a two-time world title challenger, which is awesome. Tell me a little bit about how you got started. I guess we can just start right at the beginning. You come from a boxing family. I know yeah. your dad. Everybody in my family boxed. 12 kids. Wow. And uh, everybody, all the boys, and uh, I was, a couple of my sisters should have been boxing, really, because they could hit. Yeah. I felt it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, the, the, my dad, he grew up boxing, his whole family boxed. Yeah. Mostly everybody from Sioux Falls, South oh, yeah. Dakota, anyway. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, well, he was really a good coach, and he was one of the best coaches, I thought. Uh, yeah. He won a better, and he, and he closed up a, a pretty good gym, and then he started having gyms, and all the smokes, he's trying to raise 12 kids, and he's got a couple gyms he's got to go to all the time. That was a lot of work. Wow. And that's yeah. Jim, your dad? Jim, yeah. Yep. And so was he a um, was he a pro boxer, or how did... Yeah, uh, he, he, but he's mostly started out with the carny boxing, you know. Really? And then carny wrestling. Yeah. Because back then they had festivals, and nobody had... There was really no, uh, you know, judges or, you know, certain made-up match. But some guys just come out to the match. Hey, I'll wrestle you. Okay, yeah. you know. Yeah. And they just jump in the ring and they wrestle or box or whatever they did, you know. So that was back when, like in the 40s, 50s, yeah, yeah, 30s? Yeah, mostly late 30s. Yeah. You know, when my dad went to World War II. And oh, yeah. And he got back and 
he's having better starting a family, you know. Yeah. And that's when he started having kids later on and ended up being 12 of us. Wow. And uh, my, oldest brother, my oldest brother is one of the best boxers, you know, and, and he's one of the best punchers, too. And, um, and that was he, Mike or Glenn? Glenn. Glenn, Glenn yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll never forget it. Uh, Minneapolis, Arizona, Bloomington. Yeah. He knocked out Joe King Roman. And really? Caught him right out of the chin. The guy, out cold. Really? really? Yeah, that's oh. a, quite a feeling to have then. Yeah. That's a good feeling. Both. Yeah. And Roman's Mostly a good... because it's over. You can rest for a while, whatever. <laughs> but yeah. it's kind of a good feeling to have a whack like that. You and you can catch somebody. And, that, and, it, and it, Roman is a tough fighter, right? I mean, he's a pretty good fighter, right? Yeah, Roman is a good fighter. Yeah. Classy, you know, opponent, you know. But uh, he had a pretty decent record. Yeah. Glenn just caught him. Yeah. My brother Mike had a lot of fights, too. And he lost to Rodriguez here. And uh, Raphael, not Raphael, his other younger brother. Anyway. Oh, but, Bobby? Or? Yeah, Bobby. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And... and uh, in Minneapolis, but okay. it was a close fight, you know. Yeah, it was a decision yeah. thing, you know. Yeah, what do you do, you know? And they were both wrestlers as well. He said he had some uh, brothers who were wrestlers. Well, my then it, then it dropped. They had a bunch of girls. Then it dropped on to me. Yeah. And then I started doing a little bit of wrestling, mm-hmm. and then I went went through high school wrestling and stuff like that. But, mm-hmm. My uh, younger brothers all started wrestling. They all got really serious about it. Mm-hmm. They're good wrestlers, <laughs> you know. That's why they got serious because they were really good wrestlers. And they, you pull that arm back, you know, <laughs> you know, your tendon's gonna be pulled off. You know. Oh yeah. They're good wrestlers. They're really good. And my brother Gordy went to uh, Atlantic Olympics. Wow. And my brother Marty or uh, John went to Korea in the Olympics there. Wow. And Marty was a three-time All-American for the NCAA. It's a lot of wrestling, you know. It's a lot of. Oh yeah. And I mean, in boxing, you don't have as many opponents, you know. Mm -hmm. But wrestling, you got every high school's got wrestling team, you know. Yeah. It's a lot of opponents you got to beat. Oh yeah. Going through the state titles and all, well, that's a lot of wrestling. And what weight did they wrestle at? Well, they're usually probably well. Marty was the he was the youngest boy, but the biggest. Yeah, I think he was like one seventy eight, something like that. Okay, which is you know, and then I was always a middleweight kind of saddle, mm-hmm. super middleweight. They call it one sixty eight. Yeah, and brother Gordy was kind of lighter, and he he cut all the way. When he cut some weight, and he cut way down about mm-hmm. one hundred forty eight, something like that. He's wrestling really good. Wow. Yeah. That's uh, that's quite a uh, that's quite a an athletic family there. Where did you go to high school? Bloomington Kennedy. Okay. Yeah. And so did you wrestle there? Yep. At, yep. at Kennedy. Yep. yep. I, I assume they didn't have boxing, but you could. Uh, well, no, but we were the state champs, you know. And, uh, yeah. It was a pretty big deal, you know. Oh yeah. And uh, you know, having to be on the team, even though I wasn't actually wrestling, but I was on the team. Yeah, yeah. Because the guy beat me out, Dave Aarons, who came down. Yeah. Todd Aarons beat me out. He wrestled my weight class, you know, uh-huh. or whatever. Yeah. So that was, so you wrestled at Kennedy. How did you uh, talk about how you got into boxing? And, of course, you come from a boxing family. Did you have a lot of amateur fights before you turned pro? I really didn't have too many amateur fights. I really just kind of figured out. I know how to box, I can turn pro and do whatever. But, yeah. You know, but my dad, he always had a gym, you know, a boxing gym. Yeah. And he always opened it up and kept it open until, and we had a lot of guys that came to the gym. And that was uh, in Minneapolis, in the Indian Center, they called it. But oh, yeah. They, you know, they, we had a lot of good fighters there, you know. I'm supposed to be at a gym coaching kids. Yeah. With Mike Evgen, who's oh, a yeah. street rocker, yep. you know, and he had a great, uh, you know, mm-hmm. boxing career, you know, really yeah. good fighter. Yeah. And he had a lot of fights down here at the Royal Welcome. Sure. You know, that was a lot of fun, you know. Yeah. And then, yeah. Uh, I happened to have a couple fights with him on the same show. 
mm-hmm. and it was a pretty good show. And a lot of people showed up there, and it was a pretty good crowd. Oh, yeah. I mean, we were making some kind of money for the city, whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah. So that's really cool. And then um, when, when did you turn pro? 86. Okay. Or 85 or something like that. Mid-80s. Okay. So I just got out of the service and stuff, and so I got off. Yeah. And then I joined back up after a while and just went to the reserves, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I got sent to Iraq. Yeah, yeah. That was, uh, I'm sure that was quite a, quite an experience um, being over there. Th- thank you for your service. 34th Red Bulls. Well, we did, we did pretty good. You know, and, uh, yeah. We took care of all the business. And, and, and it wasn't, um, we, you just, you, you walk downtown with all the, you know, but, uh, you know, Arabs and the people and the, See, they got the Shunis and the Shiites fighting each other tooth and nail all the time. Oh, yeah. And uh, them guys, you know, they just just walking through the streets, you know. Of course, everybody's loaded up or whatever, but, mm-hmm. you know, uh, anytime, boom, you know, it could happen. But yeah. We were kind of lucky that uh, anytime it did happen, we had some cover. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm sure glad you made it back safe and sound. Um, to, can you talk a little bit more about your pro career? You reeled off a lot of wins. Um, like I said, what, 40 wins and only four losses? Yeah. Um, and, and it looks like you fought really all over the country, which is must have been a good experience. All um, over the world. Probably. All over the world, yeah. yeah. So what was that like? It's, a, it's kind of a... It's a hard way to see the world, you know? Yeah, yeah. You, you go there, you can't really, you know, let's say I fought the guy in Paris, and, you know, it was a nice place. They set us up at a nice hotel. It was really, you know, the beach was pretty close and everything, and you could tell it was really like upper society kind of deal. But, you know, you you, you want to just chow down on all these really good meals they have, <laughs> but, you know, you got to make weight, you know? Yeah. So it's kind of a bitch to... You travel around when you got to make weight, you know. And yeah. sometimes the plane trip, you might, if you're going overseas, you might not get back to normal wide awake mm-hmm. at, at, at the right time, you know. Yeah, yeah. sometimes you get the, the jet jet lag, whatever, yeah, yeah. you know. Right. And you just got to sleep that off, but sometimes they don't give you time. They give you a couple of days and you got to get in the, gym, in the gym, you know. Right, Most right. of the time they give you... Four or five days. Okay. And then uh, you're, in the, you're in the ring, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes, and like this guy in France that gave me a couple of weeks was kind of nice. Yeah, yeah. Christophe Tiozo. Oh, yeah. He's a pretty good fighter, and his brothers are really good, too. They got a bunch of brothers, too. Yeah. And was that a world title fight? Uh, yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, he was, was unbeaten at the time, I yeah, believe. Yeah, he was a champion, and he's a pretty good fighter. Oh, yeah. But, you know, I went as much as I could, and he stopped me, but... Yeah. Uh, what round? Fourth or fifth round, I can't remember. Okay. Well, I was looking at the, the the four losses you had. I think those came in, like, the last six fights of your career, and they were all against world champions or elite fighters. And I think I, I, I looked up their records, and there were, like, 106 wins and one <laughs> loss between yeah. them. So it's you not wonder. like... Yeah. These guys were, I mean, that was uh, top, you, you really fought some top guys, but um, what, what uh, one, one fight that I think stood out to me was the, and I might be mispronouncing his name, but Mike Pollitt. Oh, Mike Pollitt. Yeah, it was on, it was, it was on TV, yeah. I think on ESPN, yeah. and it was kind of a back and forth thing, and he ended up knocking him out, and I think the referee didn't even bother to count, but what do you remember about that fight? Yeah, that, that was back in, uh, I came back in, but to Indiana, uh-huh. and he was, he's in the, it was his hometown, Indianapolis, yeah. right? Yeah. So he was a big favorite, mm-hmm. and he ended up, uh, I mean, that was... I could tell, I could tell in the fight, you know, sometimes you're working with a guy or even sparring or your butt, and you can tell, sooner or later I'm gonna catch him with that left hook and I'm gonna, mm-hmm. with the right hook too, you know, I can drop him. 
you know, and I'd be able to catch them good. So mm -hmm. I was just kind of waiting for that opening, and it just really never really came because the guy was kind of awkward. Mm -hmm. to, to me, he felt awkward. And after mm -hmm. three or four rounds, I'm going, <laughs> the quarter, like, Pete Susan, who's worked in the quarter, a lot of fighters. Yeah. You know, he knew what he's, he goes, hey, so what's the problem? You got that, something problem with your right hand? No, no, I'm just waiting for it. Yeah. You know, don't always, you lose a fight just waiting for an opening, you know? Yeah, yeah. But actually, <laughs> the guy hit me with a pretty good left hook, and then he, and I went down, mm -hmm. but I wasn't really hurt or anything, but mm -hmm. I was just surprising shot. Mm -hmm. And boom, I just went, and then I got back up, and the guy come, and he just, there was the opening, whack, whack. Yeah. And that was the end of the game, you know? But, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it just happened to be right after he drilled me, you know. Yeah. Caught me with a good shot, you know. And yeah. that, that's kind of weird when that kind of stuff happens. You plan on doing this about some bang, and then you got the whole, and you got to shake it all off, and it's all, and, you know, so it takes a little bit of time sometimes. Mm -hmm. You know, you yeah. just got to wait till you're back to normal again. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you found your opening, and you certainly uh, put an end to that fight um, quickly, and um, so that was a that was a really nice win. Um, I have to ask you about the the Michael Nunn fight. I know that was a world title fight, and I was yeah. looking at that card, and I understand there were like one hundred and thirty thousand people there. I think it was in Mexico City, yeah. and you look at who else fought on that card. It was. Julio Cesar Chavez, Azuma Nelson, Azuma Terry Chavez. Norris. I'm yeah. missing, but there are like four world title fights, including the one you were in. It was but, a big card, and I wonder why it, they had so many people on one card. Like the place was, I mean, you think you could have spread that out a couple weekends, you make a lot more money. You would yeah, think. I don't yeah, know, but yeah. the place was packed to the uh, really the top of an outdoor stadium, and it was just packed. And, Mm. It was amazing, you know, and I and I, here I am having a couple of fights down the prom center, and there's, you know, <laughs> a couple hundred people in there. Yeah. yeah. It, this was something else, but the, Michael Nunn, he was a pretty good fighter, and I, you know, mm. and I kind of knew at the time that uh, I wasn't like, because this was time, going to the end of my career, mm -hmm. and I've already taken too many shots, and I, and I thought, well, maybe... I might have, might be able to skip one in on him, you know. And mm -hmm. I had the opportunity, because I was always a pretty good puncher, but I had an opportunity right there, and mm -hmm. it just whizzed by, and that's it, you know. And it yeah. really goes that fast. Just missed him, huh? Yeah. I saw that you came out. You came out pretty aggressive, and we're trying to, you know, definitely uh, trying to push the action. And right. he had that. Uh, he was pretty much at the top of his game then, and he had that really good hand speed and everything. Yeah. But... Um, you know. Too fast for me. I couldn't even see half the stuff. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, but uh, but that was uh, must have been a, a interesting experience to be yeah. a part of that. Oh yeah. So that kind of crowd, I was kind of it was kind of weird. But I've had fights where there's been so many. Well, having a packed house, even at the prom center, is a good time. That's really fun. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, that's kind of old school stuff, but it's kind of fun. You know, having a club fight in a local town it's really a really a good time mm -hmm. everybody comes and they all like to have you know the hometown guy win but sometimes they don't win you know mm -hmm. that's, mm -hmm. that's just the tough part of the game yeah did the uh did the fans treat you pretty well there yeah when you're in that oh, yeah yeah part of that big card yeah oh in uh, mexico you mean yeah in mexico yeah to the old they all kind of liked me. I don't know why. He's <laughs> like, hey, hey, you know, but they, yeah. they, they say, throw uh, box out, throw box out, <laughs> something like that. And I just, yeah. you know, I couldn't understand half the stuff they're saying anyway, but yeah. Spanish, you know. Uh-huh. No Espanol, I say. <laughs> and they, you know, I say, I'll show you how to do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was, uh, that must have been quite, I wish I could have, seen that card at least on t i think that was in like 1993 yeah, yeah so i was, was probably and, yeah it was like a pay-per-view wasn't it yeah and they said and a lot of people saw it and i wish i could have had a better show you know but when you get caught sometimes it's 
and you, you know, you, you're kind of stumbling, mm-hmm. it's only going to be worse, you know, it's not mm-hmm. going to come out better. Mm-hmm. You can shake them off sometimes, but yeah. well, when you get hit like that, he caught me pretty good. Yeah. Right on the number, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, what about... Um, I know you fought in Ireland, too. Was that against Steve Collins? Steve Collins. And I read, or I saw that it might have been on your Hall of Fame biography that you actually got to meet uh, you, too, yeah, in I Ireland. Think, so talk about that. I tell you what, these you two guys, I didn't, I didn't know it. Uh, you know, I could, what's his name? Uh, Bono? Bono and uh, the other guy. Yeah. Shields or something like that. I guess. Yeah. Anyway, they came to the... The locker room and you know, it was at the hey great fight and everything <laughs> you know and I couldn't believe that they were there it was pretty cool and yeah I go it wasn't the greatest fight I lost the fight but you know yeah we did scrap out pretty good you know and everybody in the crowd kind of liked it and it was all average yeah and it's his hometown so that's kind of the way it goes sometimes you sure know? yeah but whatever it was pretty cool was there a Big crowd for that fight? Yeah, it was pretty big, yeah. yeah. And you know, Bono and them they kinda they kinda hung out in the in the dress room for a while, so that was kinda cool and it's hey just take a seat, I gotta take a shower, I'm kinda beat up, you know. <laughs> and uh, they said, Hey, no problem but I wish I remembered the other guy's name that was came but he was a really good guy and he hang out for a while and just nice. he says, Hey, how about a pint? And I said, I don't know, I think <laughs> I took too many shots already. You know. <laughs> were you uh, were you a fan of? Oh YouTube? yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. I like the YouTube music, sure. Yeah, the best, you know. Yeah, yeah. Irish music like that. When are you kidding? Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever uh, go out to the ring to their music or any other particular ring walk yeah, songs? Yeah, I, I did. I did do their song now, the battle song. What's that called? That. Uh, yeah, I wish I remembered that, but you yeah. know, they kind of come on with a YouTube song sometimes, just yeah. coming to the, to the ring. Yeah. Know. It's kind of cool, yeah. Yeah, I did, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know if I told them that, but I probably should have. Were, are they pretty big boxing fans? I think they are. You know, yeah. well, a lot of the Irish are. Anyway, yeah. You know, just anyway. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of weird how it is, but that's just how the Irish thing kind of rolls, I think, you know. I just, everybody kind of likes boxing and wrestling, you know, mm-hmm. I, I think the all-star wrestling is a good thing for people here in St. Paul, it was good for a long time, because mm-hmm. everybody really liked it. Yeah. And there was a lot of shows here, and down the prom center and over at the Headway Field there. Mm-hmm. So, and, I, and your dad was a wrestler as well? Yeah, and he wrestled a lot with good and he, did, and he put on good shows, but those are mostly smaller shows. But mm-hmm. just like the Irish Festival coming up, like mm-hmm. we have, it's pretty big down here at the river, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, we put on a boxing show, me and my nephews or my brothers will come in, we'll put on a show, you know. Mm-hmm. Just It's just part of the Irish thing, you know. And we've, it's been going on for a long time, and we'd like to keep it going, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I now coaching with the, in, uh, with uh, Mike Gavin in the gym on the east side mm-hmm. and we we do have a few kids in there that are pretty good and, uh, and I gotta get back to it and he's <laughs> he's been texting me when are you gonna come back what are you gonna that <laughs> kind of took a couple weeks or a month off or something like yeah that. And it's been a while so I better go back you know yeah well now that you're retired maybe you'll have a little yeah. more time to do some stuff like that that uh, yeah. I, I imagine you enjoy it and being around and uh, sharing your wisdom with some of these younger fighters. Yeah, well, you gotta when you when you're working in the gym and it's kind of easy to see some kids. Uh, you're gonna get nailed if you're throwing it like that. You know, mm-hmm. you don't want to get whacked. You don't want to, you know. Yeah. And some kids, you know, I mean, there's other sports and everything. I mean, they got MMA and all that stuff too mm-hmm. nowadays. But yeah, this is a sport that would, you know, that calls you to um, position yourself good enough to protect yourself. You know, yeah. you do get whacked a little bit. You know. Yeah, yeah. Well, and don't you know, help your memory. 
<laughs> I'm sure. You, you mentioned before we started recording here that uh, you have a uh, an uncle who was a famous professional wrestler, yeah. Red Bastine. Yeah, my mom's T- brother. Yeah. yeah, tell us about that. Did yeah. you... Uh, what what uh, did you grow up watching him wrestle oh, and yeah, all that? All the time, and uh, all the guys you would think they would be wrestling, you know, the Mad Dog and mm-hmm. Butcher Vachon and mm-hmm. all them guys. And I had I had a breakfast with a few of them guys and the older guys. And my uncle, we had come on in. You know, uncle Rollin was his name. Mm-hmm. Rollin was his real name, Red Bastion. But yeah, he go, hey, come on, sit down in these big old. Grudgy looking, tough wrestling dude. Holy cramps, you know. <laughs> kind of got used to it after a while, though. Yeah. It's all right, you know. So you got to, through your uncle, meet some of the other guys? All, all the and, wrestlers, yeah, yeah. A lot of them. And uh, once his name, the big giant, Andre the Giant. Yeah. I shook his hand once, and holy cramps. That big old <laughs> paw like that, my <laughs> hand disappeared, you know. Oh, my gosh. I was probably like 14, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but it was oh, a big that's thing cool. for me, you know. I heard he was a pretty nice guy, and he could really put away the beer, from what I understand. Yeah, yeah he could. <laughs> he'd do all cases. He's, he's fine. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. The Crusher and the Mad Dog. Yeah. I grew up watching those guys. Oh, yeah. So you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. They, they, were, they, were, they were pretty good, but, you know, in real life, they're pretty good guys. They're, they're, oh, yeah. They're pretty decent. They, you know, it changes when you get in a ring. You got to do your, you know, do your thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, what the hell? Yeah, yeah. That That's that's awesome. So what, uh, you said uh, when you when you weren't working, you were, you were, when you weren't boxing, you were, did, uh, you were a steel worker? And, uh, yeah, and I other... worked for a cat called Clutch and Transmission Company, which is still going today. Mm-hmm. C-A-T-C-O. And uh, they repaired trannies, differentials, drive lines, mm-hmm. semi stuff, you know. They're still going today, and they keep a lot of people occupied and busy. Yeah. I, I worked there all my life since high school, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it kind of helped me out a lot. That really helped me out a lot. I mean, now, like, now I got a pension, I'm doing okay, you know. That's great. Yeah, and I got the military pension on top of it, and, you know, being in uh, service and all that. Yeah. And and so that kind of helps out. Yeah. Well, you can enjoy some retirement years now and maybe work with some boxers and... um, do you uh, do you follow much uh, the pro boxing today, and is there anyone you like to watch uh, in particular? Well, there's a, there was a few couple of kids, but you know that my manager now moved to California, and he's got a lot of good fighters, and in mm-hmm. his, you know, he puts on a lot of good shows. Mm-hmm. But I like to see some of the shows that when he, he's been and I like to get a hold of a couple of players that I like to follow up and keep ahead of. And, mm-hmm. and it's kind of a good thing to do. Put a little pressure on him to do better. <laughs> you got to run a little bit further. Right, right. Well, we uh, had the pleasure of meeting you at the Element Gym uh, a while back, a number of weeks back. And uh, they put on a nice card there, some good, good card, amateur yeah. boxing there. And you got an award at that show, kind of a... For lack of a better term, lifetime achievement award award for your contributions to Minnesota boxing. So, congrats to you for that. Right, it was like it was really a really good. Actually, it was a pretty good show. Every fight yeah. was pretty close. And, yeah, you know, and they they saw somebody whoever matched them up, and I think it was one of the Burnett boys that lined it all up. You know, mm-hmm. and that's another good Irish boxing family, the Burnets. You know. Oh yeah, they're really good. Yeah. Did you ever box any of the brunettes? No. They were kind of a little older than I was. Okay. But you had plenty of sparring partners there right in your own family, it sounds like. Did you, uh, how, how, what was that like? uh, Well, well, the thing is what happened with, uh, you know, I started fighting pro and I was with uh, Joe Daskowitz in North Minneapolis. Right. Chuck Daskowitz would help out a lot. Yeah. And then uh, I just said, well, 
my manager, uh, or Pete Susan's, mm-hmm. he goes, um, you know, he worked with my dad. My dad had a gym, and he says, hey, you know, why don't you come down and check out the gym down here? So I went down there, and they had a, a whole a house where you live, and then there's a house next door which had a, a gym in it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you sleep in one house, and, you know, you work out in the other one. Mm-hmm. So that's what all the fighters, well, I live with a lot of fighters. You know? Yeah. And sometimes guys would stay there for a while, and sometimes they stay there a long time. Some guys just be there for a while. Mm-hmm. They just come train for a while. So we always had a lot of sparring mm-hmm. next door in the gym. Mm-hmm. And um, my Dickie Ryan and Tim Tomashik was a couple fighters that were always in the house with me, and we'd always spar. They were heavier guys than the heavyweight and the light heavyweight. Mm-hmm. I didn't mind sparring with them. You know. yeah. They were pretty good guys, and we always would have fighters come that would want to train and mm-hmm. spar. So we always had a lot of sparring. Mm-hmm. It was pretty good for us. And you end up, after a while, learning some pretty good stuff. You know. Oh, yeah. yeah. Frankie and- Mitten would <coughs> spar with us all the time, and he was mm-hmm. really a good fighter, mm-hmm. really a good boxer. It's good to have really good boxing. It's like wrestling really good guys wrestling in practice, you know. Mm-hmm. Sooner or later, you're, you're beating a lot of good guys, you know. Yeah. Did you spar with the uh, younger Daskowitz? I think they called him Kid Pollock. Yeah, that? Kid. Yeah. <laughs> we did for a little bit in the early 80s, but then uh, he went into something else. And, yeah. And then he came back again later, you know. Yeah, yeah. What was it, what was, uh, how long were you with uh, Joe Daskowitz uh, as your trainer? Um, he, yeah. he, he uh, trained Scott Ledoux, I know. And, yeah. Um, pretty well-known guy here yeah. in Minnesota boxing. Um, you have any uh, Joe Daskowitz stories? Yeah, I mean, uh, every time he came to the gym, him and George Glover would be there every day. Yeah. Every, I mean, they were solid, you know, and... Uh, mm-hmm. He's come down to the gym downstairs in the gym in the northeast Minneapolis, and and Chuck would be there too. And uh, you know, they they were pretty good cornermen. And I remember getting cut up a couple times, and mm-hmm. he would stop them right away. And mm-hmm. So it was they were pretty good cornermen. Mm-hmm. Chuck mm-hmm. was always pretty good with the corner guy too. I thought you know, mm-hmm. and he'd always you know, oh that sounds pretty good. You know, you learn different moves, you know. Mm-hmm. Some, sometimes you don't see it in your own self. Yeah. You might watch it on TV later. Oh, I should have done that, you know. <laughs> but they, they see it and they go, hey, just pass it on. That's pretty good, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. My dad was really good at that. Um, eyeing out, you know, what the guys should do. Mm-hmm. Even on, we watched fights on TV and he'd go, well, I'm always, you see the guy, he should be showing a one, two, right? And boom, boom, one, two, and the guy would go down. <laughs> it was really, yeah, for real. Pays to listen to those. Yeah. To your corner, They right? know, and they've seen a lot, and so they know. You know yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And it's better to listen to them guys than anybody, you know. Yeah. Yelling in the crowd or whatever. Is it sometimes hard to uh, just focus on what your corner is saying versus, uh, you know, people are yelling and screaming things at you probably from the crowd and everything else <laughs> yeah. uh yeah. is it hard to just no, kind of it's really it's really not you're yeah just, you're censored in on that your your cornerman uh-huh. you'll stick it right there so, you know hey you know you know you can't be dropping your left hand like that the guy's hitting you with every right you know yeah oh, oh I, I get it i get it yeah yeah, yeah. you know put your hands up once in a while <laughs> yeah yeah maybe i got hit too much <laughs> Well, you said, I think you you were down in Oklahoma for a number of years boxing, is that right? What yeah. What brought you down there? Well, just the weather mainly, Yeah. Right? you know, yeah. you know how winter is. And then, you know, every winter we had a lot of fights, and I mean, you got to run all the time, and you got to run in the wintertime, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's kind of sucks, but you go down there, it wasn't so bad, but they, they, it just happened to be, I went in the gym there, and... Uh, they, they, they go, hey, why don't you just keep working out here in the gym? And they, they, they sparring with a lot of guys. Hey, keep working out here. They wanted me, you know, good daughter, good sparring guy, you know. Mm-hmm. So it kind of worked out. And I ended up 
having a few club fights there. Mm-hmm. And because uh, you go to the club fights there, and you go, wow, it's just like up here in St. Paul. Yeah. And, uh, and it's pretty, pretty, and the, the crowd and everything was really good. And, yeah. And you did really well down there, I understand. Yeah. I had a few good fights, and, and I training well down there, and I was really in shape. I'm mm-hmm. always staying in shape, and but down there I was really good shape. Well, it's interesting because a lot of the local guys just stay right here in town, and then, um, but you got, you you took the initiative to travel around a little bit and probably learn different styles and heard different voices in your ear from time to time. Yeah. I imagine that must have been a a benefit. Well, you get a little bit of different training from different people, and it's kind of different, and you, got, and you can't learn, though, but you do learn. You know? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you can do that. You, my uncle did that wrestling, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, it's all all-star wrestling stuff, but you learn good moves, you know. Yeah. But you've got to travel around and do, the, yeah. do some of that stuff, even overseas, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know, it can end up being a pretty good thing to travel around a little bit. And, you know, and a lot of times when we first started fighting out down there in Indianapolis, <laughs> people would line up fights, you know, like one week you'd fight this guy in like Oak City, and then and then you got to go up to Sioux Falls, North Dakota, mm-hmm. and then you maybe come back to Minneapolis for another fight. So you're, you're all set up in a big ring. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, all you got to do is uh, get in the car and go to one fight, you go to the next fight, you go to the next fight, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. That's the way we made made some money, you know. Because mm-hmm. back then you're making two, three hundred bucks a shot, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So we uh, you have a couple of them, you do all right. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's gonna take a couple weeks, so you know. Well, you hopefully you did okay when you got a couple of title shots there, and you know, sort of made up for some of those times when you weren't getting compensated as well as you. Yeah. Should have, I'm sure. <laughs> well, I should have just uh, joined the reserves earlier. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I I joined them up in Indiana, Indiana when I was down there, and then I, when I came up here, I started again, and that did help having yeah. some kind of income like that, you know, yeah. on the side kind of thing, and then mm-hmm. you could fight all the time. But I always did kind of work for Catco anyway. And I kept coming back, and I just go back to work. Yeah. Sometimes I have a fight overseas and I just go back to work and I'm not that big a deal, you know. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of a good thing I did that. Yeah. End up having a better pension, you know. Yeah. And you don't think about that when you're younger, you know. Oh, yeah. Tell me about it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So you got, um, you mentioned before, before we started taping, that you had... uh, some experience boxing at the Armory in Minneapolis, which of course is a nice reopened about four years ago, beautifully renovated, and now holds uh, you know nationally televised PBC cards. There, some of the best boxers in the world, and I'm biased. I'm a big Armory fan, and full disclosure, I do a little publicity for the Armory on the side. Good, but good. what was it like? Uh, you said you had a couple of amateur fights there? Yeah, I mean, uh, that we, they, everybody kind of fought there. You know, I'm almost everybody that was mm-hmm. doing the amateur fought there. At the, if they're a Minneapolis guy, really. Yeah. But then the St. Paul team would come over and fight there, too, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. They, everybody literally fought there just like coming here. Mm-hmm. And you fight down the prom center or something, and have amateur fights, whatever. But sure. And that was a really a lot of fun when they started with the with the pro fights there. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Have Ended you been making a few bucks, you know? Yeah, yeah. Have you been to any of the pro cards there since they reopened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's my my uh, I met a guy in Oklahoma, Sean Gibbons, mm-hmm. you know, Irish guy, you know. And yeah. And he says, hey. I got this little boxing ring, and he had it in the backyard. That's how nice it is down there, right? You put up a ring in the backyard. <laughs> yeah. You know, you yeah. don't have to worry about the weather or nothing. Yeah. But anyway, he goes, hey, come on over and start training with some. So I did a lot of training over there. Okay. And while I was training there a lot, he goes, well, maybe you should go on this card that we got coming up, you know? Yeah. Would you like to fight? I said, I don't know. What's the way? What's the way? What am I at, you know? Yeah. Because I started being a... 
I started winning a few fights, and you know, uh-huh. if you win a few, sooner or later you're gonna make a few bucks, you know. Yeah. yeah. And I said I want to ruin my record, you know. I said no, no, I got guys who are good fighters, you know, and I spar with them guys. So I went to the gym there and sparred a lot with them guys. Mm-hmm. And it ended up being really good, and I'm really, you know, lucky that I ran into Sean Gibbons. And, yeah. Who's the guy's name I was trying to remember earlier. But Sean Gibbons. Yeah, okay. he was one of the best. Uh, he could line you up with any kind of fight or have any kind of training. Okay. And one of the better. And he was always on the phone, right? And he always knew everybody. Sure. Pretty good guy. And same thing with Pete Susan. Mm-hmm. One of the best. Yeah. And down there in Oklahoma, that was... Uh, where Sean O'Grady was based, yep, speaking of another right. Irishman, right? So, yep, and just as he O'Grady got out, I came down there okay. and started doing the thing again. But, but uh, Sean Gibbons had something to do with O'Grady too, but he, he mainly wanted to work with me and when, you mm-hmm. know, and have, and we started traveling around a little bit after that, and then more, more traveling around the world. And, Mm-hmm. Pretty soon you see a lot of the world, although it's kind of hard because you got to make weight and everything, but yeah. it is, you do see a lot of the world, and you run into a lot of people, and mm-hmm. you learn to work with a lot of people all over the world, and it's mm-hmm. kind, of, kind of a cool game that, yeah. you know, they get, you know, involved with, because you have a lot, it's, a, it's really big, and it's really all connected, and it's all over the world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we were down in South Africa, you know. It's a really? Long ways, and that's a long way to go for a connection, you know. Wow. For boxing, you know. Who did you box there? Was that? Uh, I didn't have a fight down there, but oh, okay. I would train. And when I was starting to train guys, okay, I would go I, down there work the corner, you know. I see. So yeah, yeah. They would have a decent guy in the corner, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sometimes okay. Pete would be too busy because he had another fight somewhere else, and he said, "Hey, can you take this guy to, sure. you know, South Africa?" Yeah, I'll take him. Man. Yeah, yeah. And he just worked the corner, and it was not a bad way to make a buck, but yeah, and, you know, on them kind of fights, they, can, they would get, take a little hide off because they want a little return because they're spending money on the hotels, dinners, yeah. whatever. Yeah, they'll take a little bit of hide from you. <laughs> Did, is that, uh, would you like to do more uh, training now? Um, just kind of looking ahead to your future plans, um, kind of get back into that? Yeah, well, I think training for myself was pretty easy, whatever. But going to the gym is kind of a different thing because uh, it's on the east side. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not that far. And it was just that i just been so busy, I haven't been able to connect up with Mike, Evgen, all them guys at the gym, and I'm just going to start doing more. I'm just going to make my way over. What I really got to do is just get myself a new rig, a new car. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because I've been working too much in the car that I got, and it's like, it's a nice car and everything, but I need a rig I can drive all the time. You know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, driving is, if you ain't driving, you got to take the bus. It's kind of a bitch. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it could be worse, I guess. You know. Yeah. I mean, at least they got a bus running over. You know? Right. Right. Yeah. Are you so? Are you living now in here in St. Paul? Or? Yeah, I'm just right across the street from here. You know? Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. handy. I got a house on uh, mm-hmm. Cook Street. Okay. And, yeah. Okay. Nice. And it's just been a really close to work, and I've been working yeah. here in St. Paul for a long time. Okay. So I thought, what the heck am I going to buy a house here? And then For I sure. got involved with uh, the uh, National Guard mm-hmm. and uh, over here, and so I went with them for a while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got, got 20 years in there, so nice. you get a good pension. Nice. That's awesome. So what, what can you tell me? We're looking at a poster here of the uh, fight Ran- with... Um, Mike Mar- Randazzle. Randazzo of Chicago, yeah. Illinois. He was 25 and 0 at the time. Yeah. This fight was. Uh, where did this take place? In uh, Chicago. In right? Chicago. Okay. Yeah. And he ended up beating me. He's a super, He was a light heavyweight, mm-hmm. and I was a middleweight. And I just kind of took the fight for some cash. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, he ended up beating me, but one. Uh, you know, it wasn't a better one of my fights, but. 
Mm-hmm. He's just too 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 heavy a hitter, I think. And that was towards the end of your career, it looks like, one of your later yeah. fights. Yeah. Um, do you remember your first fight? First yeah. pro fight? Yeah. Just, uh, it was in Minneapolis. Uh-huh. And with Daskowitz. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, I had a few fights with Daskowitz, and he did pretty good with me. And, and I think it was... Um, at the Broadway, I can't remember exactly where it was at, but anyway, the play went well. Mm-hmm. I ended up beating the guy. I remember the, the first thing, you know, you get all kind of nervous and stuff, but then after a while, you go, yeah, that's another fight, you know. <laughs> yeah. Did you knock him out? I think I did in the second round or third round. Okay. Yeah. Nice. And I have to talk about your artwork here. Um, uh, I don't know if people know this, but Danny is a talented artist as well. Um, how did you get interested in that and talk about that a little bit? Well, my dad had, had uh, art, did art his whole life. Well, he was kind of an engineer, really, but he drew up patterns and, mm-hmm. you know, and the whole deal of building mm-hmm. for school systems and the lunch oh, program yeah. and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then... My uncle Bill did uh, caricatures at the state fair, you know. Mm-hmm. And then now my cousin Billy does it, you know. Okay. He, so it went from son to you know father to son. So Billy's doing it, and Billy's pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then, anyway, the artwork—I don't know—I just always been able to draw, so I've been drawing up some stuff. I've, I've always done stuff for yeah. the National Guard or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. any kind of art, whatever. Yeah, and you do some stuff for the Legion magazine, you said? Oh, yeah, the Legionnaire magazine. I do cartoons for them guys now. And that's... That's a, cool. That's going all right. That's all right. That's and cool. That's just, Legionnaire is just a bunch of older guys when, in the Marines or Navy. And, yeah. You know, we all just get together and help out in the city, whatever need help. So. Yeah. And if they need any help, give the Legionnaires a call. You know, do something. That's great. I always admire people, I'm jealous of people who have this artistic ability, the ability to draw and draw lifelike portraits or figures. I mean, I'm lucky if I can draw a stick guy, and uh, you know, that's about the extent of my artistic talent. So good yeah. for you for being oh, able to yeah. do that. My well, daughter's I just kind of grew up with it because, you know, yeah. my family kind of always did that. Yeah. You know, when I... My dad showed me a book. He said, well, you could draw that right here in this paper. Okay. Yeah. So then, you, all right. So you learn, <laughs> yeah. Why don't you draw that? You know, you'll say that. Why don't you draw that? Nice. It kind of puts you back in the groove. You kind of yeah. got a coaching thing. You know? There you go. Why don't you throw the left hook <laughs> when I told you? Right. <laughs> throw it right, right over the top of that jab, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's really good. My daughters are talented artists. I am not, so I don't know. They must have gotten that from their mom or something. Well, that's but, cool, though. Yeah. <laughs> but Maybe yeah. they can pass it on. You know? Yeah, yeah. Next kid comes along, you gotta show them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're swimmers and artists, and I'm not either. I'm I'm lucky if I can swim across the pool without <laughs> drowning. So, yeah. but I can I can I can get by now at least. Good way. But, but, <laughs> yeah. but uh. They, you know, it's, it's funny with all the, the family, and my family is so huge, and mm-hmm. now my nephew's got 13 kids, and, you know, wow. that's a lot of, you know, one, I mean, they've been married, and they, it's really a good family, mm-hmm. you know, we, so it's, a lot of that goes in our family, a lot of kids, and, mm-hmm. and it's kind of a nice thing to have, and, yeah. So taking care of little kids, you know, learn how to do that. You know. <laughs> Keeps you young, yeah. right? So my daughter right now has a little baby, and oh, oh, and, and so nice. I, I, my wife, my ex-wife, and she go, me and her go and take care of the baby, and you know, sometimes nice. when my daughter can go to work and her husband can work, and we just take care of the kid, you know. That's awesome. Little Cleo. <laughs> yeah, that that'll uh, that'll keep you young. Yeah. And uh, we well, gotta do something for the young people that are, you know. They, Mm-hmm. Some people don't have, you know, they pay for people to come over and take care of the kid. Yeah. Uh, you got to have some kind of family around, right, that can help out, you know. Yeah. So, and so normally, well, the best, best way to do it, you know. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. That's great. Is there anyone that you like to watch? Uh, any favorite boxers when you were growing up? I know you're, we're about the same age, and I remember watching the Sugar Ray Leonard and Thomas Hearns and Marvin Hagler, and, and I even got to watch Muhammad Ali towards the end of his career and, and whatnot. And, um, I was there with Muhammad Ali in his last career fights. Yeah? I was just standing, shaking hands, and you know, beat ass with him. And I said, why do you keep me doing this? I'm doing one more, he said. Yeah. I'm going to do one more. You yeah. wanted to do one more after that one. Oh, like, yeah. Geez, you know? So you actually got to meet the champ. Oh, yeah. He was the best. He was yeah. the best. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. Very yeah. Good guy. A good guy. Oh, yeah. And it's funny, you, know, you go to across the world to, you know, because, yeah, let's say you fight the guy, you know, the fight's over. You go out and uh, have a beer afterwards or something, and there's the guy. You know, you, you don't really... When I'm gonna punch your face, that never, never happens. It's more like, hey, did a good show, it was a good fight, you know. Right, you, right. You try to be gentlemen to each other, you know. Yeah, yeah. And there's no more that scrap and stuff. Then wait till they pay you doing that stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah, right. Gonna right. make a buck do that. Yes, exactly, exactly. Well, well, I should probably. It's good to it's good to good to, good to see you. Yes, yeah. yeah. And, uh, on the whole thing yeah thank you again for, uh, for joining me hopefully Sean can join us next time but it was great great talking to you look forward to seeing you at the fights at the armory and, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah that'd be great yeah stay in touch yeah I will yeah alright